Broadcasting from New York City, where all the Watchers' secrets were revealed. It's Matt and Brett Love Comics. It's a very special edition. We are live here at the theater, post-Guardians of the Galaxy screening. By the way, this is one of your rambling hosts, Matt. <laughs> uh, this is Brett. <laughs> uh, I am beside myself with excitement, you guys. This was maybe... I'm beside you with excitement. You are beside <laughs> me with excitement. Come on over here. We've got a few guests yeah. with us hanging out, uh, as we do after every post-movie review episode. Uh, with us is Mr. Nate Kushner. Hey. Uh, and also joining us is friend of the show, Kevin Hines. I invited myself along. LaCroix, Scott, if you want to come over and say hi. Hey, hey, hey. Don't yeah. be afraid. She's, she's just going to give a hey, I guess. You come on into the conversation if you want to. Right. Don't be afraid. Uh, you guys, this was... I am emotionally exhausted after watching this movie. I And I mean that in the best way possible. I've been... It's like... It, because this was this is a movie that I didn't ever expect to get made and if it got made it wasn't going to be anything and this is on track to be one of the biggest openings for August ever and it was fucking incredible yeah uh, I I'm like I'm a wide-eyed idiot right now I'm so excited I got I think I ran through every emotion possible during that movie usually back to back like back also, yeah it they was would just, make you laugh and then I would be crying hmm. immediately after <laughs> I don't like ever it was so good I you so like when like when we went to see the <laughs> Avengers and that was like we freaked out when we saw that right like we freaked but like this so this movie I liked it this, I, is, a, this, this was, is a personal thing for you this was that's I, why it is hard to articulate I love this, this is Matt's favorite thing ever so I love this movie so much more I felt like there was like like uh, heart to this movie like Avengers was cool like Avengers was really cool there's a lot of cool shit that happened a lot of stuff blew up you know a lot of people throwing shit around but this was this is a movie about uh, finding your family you know, like oh. a bunch of loners that come together and find a way to become a family in spite of all of the odds that life has put against them. Am I going very highfalutin about a summer blockbuster? Yes. That's that's what we do. But that's what we but do. that's also how they make these movies. Yes. It's all there. I was, uh, I, I just, from the opening scene of this movie in the hospital to the end, uh, I was immediately on board. Uh, it, I'm talking too much. What did you guys think? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I really liked it, too. I feel a lot of the things you do. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I probably enjoyed that comic more than Avengers, like, in a, in a sense. So, mm-hmm. like That comic compared to Avengers comics. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so definitely. it's like, I didn't grow up really Agreed. reading Avengers. I came out of Avengers uh, later, uh, uh, like a Heroes Reborn era. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, once that comic started, I was like, oh, I'm reading this. And I read it the whole way through until it ended. Uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, that... That's like a comic I'm more invested in. So it's insane to me that it exists as a movie. Avengers also had like... I knew Avengers would be good because it was like built on the backs of four great movies. Or yeah. three great movies? Four a great movies. A bunch of great movies. Yeah. Um, and this was built on the back of just these people make good movies. <laughs> it was built off the, like a post credit scene from Avengers. And that is basically yeah. the only connective yeah. tissue. Yeah. <laughs> like it's all great. original characters uh, in the universe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Marvel Universe of books, and so it's crazy that it works. When, uh, in speaking of that, uh, just spoiler alerts. Obviously, spoiler alerts all over the place. Um, I don't. Uh, I almost hyperventilated 
when Thanos came on screen. I couldn't watch. I couldn't watch the movie. I, mean, I, I just had to turn and be like, "Is Matt okay? <laughs> I, is he better than okay? <laughs> I've is he too okay? <laughs> I, that is something that I've been waiting for for twenty five years to see, and it. Uh, I, did, I thought that it was just going to be some like hologram transmission that you no. see him in, in the movie, and he spins around, and it was like they just dove into it, and it was so badass. Josh Brolin, that's all Josh. Yeah, Brolin. like yeah, that's all him, mocap, it, voice, everything. He's he's Thanos now. It's it that's was, it. <laughs> and it was it's perfectly encapsulated. It's like the voice that I heard in my head all my life. Uh, when I would read that character. I'll say this as a compliment. He sounds kind of like Galobulus from G.I. Joe the movie. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like Darkseid from the Justice League cartoons. Right. Yes. It's a very similar character. Yeah. Uh, in threat sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's <laughs> like, that is just that, that, that deep stoicism uh, and, and the, like, the, the, the firm determination and just the, ugh, like Ronan snaps uh, his, uh, his assistant's neck Right in front of him, <laughs> and he doesn't move. Like he doesn't. He doesn't even turn around for it no. until afterwards when oh, he's addressed. I was so happy to see the famous chair. <laughs> yes, yes, God, and like I can't believe that they crammed all the characters into this movie that they did. We got Cosmo. I know. I, I love Cosmo. that Cosmo was in it, and that they made sure to show me that he lived. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he is a great character. In Guardians 2, he's going to be running nowhere. That's what they're saying. <laughs> well, I hope so. That's happening. Oh my god, I hope so. Because they already announced a sequel before this movie even opened. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, Chris Pratt as Peter Quill was an amazing choice. The guy, yeah. the guy is, uh, the guy has a sort of easygoing charisma in the role. Can you picture any other actor being able to pull off two dance numbers the way he did? No, of like not being like a great dancer, but being a great dancer, like owning, <laughs> owning. I mean, he was great. I mean, that whole cast was great. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Bradley Cooper. Was phenomenal. Just, yeah. I know he's just a voice. He's just phenomenal. Didn't so sound at good. all like Bradley Cooper. No. Yeah. No. 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 That he transformed Maybe that's a anyways. very good thing. Did, yeah. Did, 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 he, did he do his motion for No, for Sean Gunn yeah. did the motion so. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that's just James voice, Gunn's brother, just, right? Yeah, and he's in the movie. Sean Gunn's also yeah. the right hand man to uh, Yondu. Yondu. Oh, right, right, right. Also, character from Gilmore Girls. But also the yes. fact that Bradley Yondu Cooper, that Bradley Cooper also yes, did the character in Gilmore Girls. <laughs> that Cooper did not just treat this as like I'm going to go in, I'm going to get paid a bunch of money, and just do a performance, and I'll be good. I'm playing a raccoon. Fuck that. He like that character, that voice was so bare and earnest and yeah. real and realized. It was. It, there's some tough lines to deliver yeah. uh, uh, from yeah. like a, a, a nerdy perspective. Just like like a couple emotional turns, a couple of like just weird comic timing things, and he nailed them all. Yeah. The, the, even, the, he the even rocket. Said yeah. Like he swore. Yeah. The, it, oh. the thing that gets me, and Mark Wade cited this as his like favorite moment of the movie, is when they go and break up Rocket and Drax fighting, and Rocket has that amazing little quick little speech about everyone keeps calling me Vermin. And you called me rodent. I didn't ask to be made. Like it's like holy shit. Like this little Real. comical reaction character has this grounded yeah. emotional core that and even oh. before that you see his back. Oh, his back. And his yeah. back just gives it a look like, like he feels a, a little bad for him. There's a story yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's something they didn't need to like put on that character. Like it, it wouldn't have been missing from the movie. But yeah, it just made the movie better. That is it's that. And that is like a perfect example of how they used everything in this film. Like, uh, uh, like the creators, James Gunn, just 
like took the whole hog and used it. He used everything. I read. Know? I read today that um, the, when Joss Whedon, when he turned in the first draft, and Joss Whedon read it, was like, "No, I need." I think he said, "Like, I need twelve percent more James Gunn in this." Yeah. And don't be afraid. Like he's like, "You're holding back. I need twelve percent more you." That's when he wrote the twelve percent of a plan scene, which he's mm-hmm. like, and then I write uh, a three-minute dialogue scene that's all of them arguing at the top of the third act, which you're not supposed to do. And I will say this after seeing this movie four times, <laughs> which is, is ridiculous. Which I got a couple of van screenings in. <laughs> uh, that I think is my favorite scene in any Marvel movie ever, yeah. period, is that three minute scene of the five of them be, going from being like dumbasses arguing and making fun of each other and being scrappy upstarts to then that turn of him giving an emotional uplifting speech and then undercutting it by Rocky, Rocket standing up and saying, well we're all a bunch of jerks standing up now. <laughs> a bunch of it jackasses. One of I'm the, standing now. Is that yeah, I'm standing now, I'm up. standing. It, a good joke. This is one joke. of the few movies where I'm like, I love seeing them fight, but I actually just want them to get back to talking <laughs> yeah. because the, their interactions are so enjoyable to watch. And you know oh. that, that, that opening, the opening credits sequence uh, that just like it's it's Star Lord walking across <laughs> that barren planet and then into the cave and throwing on his Walkman and just dancing <laughs> through the credits. Yeah, uh, it was it was one like a great visual example of setting up what his what his moves are <laughs> and what his character is. What the hell you're getting into? <laughs> and what you're getting into <laughs> without saying anything. Yeah. It also set up a lot of his tools and abilities yeah like really early which I think is super important in these movies like they set up his rocket boots just like he glided across a little opening Mm -hmm. but so when he did it later it wasn't a cheat yeah Yeah. the magnet thing wasn't a cheat you know right I'm sorry, I don't know. Oh, lizard microphone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> the I, like, okay. I want to see a gif of that, because the look on his eyes when he grabs that thing is so, like, weirdly demented and possessed <laughs> yeah. by the beat of come and get your love. I want to do yeah. that. I want to sing it to a lizard. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care what the song is. I just want to sing it to a lizard. There's also, there's also a really cool moment, like, I mean, when he goes to his mother at her deathbed, he asked, she asks, like, why do you have a black eye? And he's like, they were picking on this frog. They were squishing it because they wanted to. And then you see the next scene and he's like kicking lizards and like singing into them and I feel like that's a very good indicator of what the 26 years has done to his character like it's beat him down and then by the end of the movie he's jumping to reach an infinity stone to again save everyone from except this time the little frog is all of Xandar yeah (laughs) such a good progression it's good to hear them say the words infinity stone for for the first time I, I, I kind of knew that's what all those pieces of power have been. Yeah. yeah. The, the ether in Thor The Dark World and the Tesseract and Cap and Avengers are now canonically Infinity Stones that we've all assumed oh. all along. But okay, what is the Purple Stone? What is What, what were we seeing happen in this movie? Well, I is don't think they've stone? established the actual like what it color correspondence. Yeah, the, I don't think they've established the color correspondence yet and purple is I forget time? which one's which, yeah. I mean, uh, it was. They all just seem to be MacGuffin. Yeah. Can just destroy things. Red's power, right? Green soul has always been the soul one. Yeah. Green the, soul. the Tesseract controlled people's minds, and it also destroyed things, but it also did specifically. Yeah. Also so the Tesseract would be mine. Like, yeah. Which, they all kind of do whatever the yeah. plot needs. Which, I mean, yeah. When uh, I saw that when I read it, it's it always the cube, which is something different than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just always been a complaint of mine in all these movies, where it's just like. The, the thing is sort of it does stuff we and like it's sort of I wish it was more defined oh, it does it's not more defined but there's more of the things yeah <laughs> yeah that's what we're finding well we're gonna find out yeah. I, I just I was um, 
there, there were so many like fun, funny moments in this movie. You missed too. the dirtiest joke. The dirtiest joke happened when you were in the bathroom. What was you it? You want to know it? Yes. Uh, it was when they're all on the the, the, the Milano, Milano, and um, Gamora, like, they get into an argument, Gamora's like, and by the way, your ship is disgusting. And she goes upstairs, and Peter Quill turns to Rocket and says, you don't, she don't know the half of it. Uh, if you had a black light here, it looked like a Jackson Pollock painting. <laughs> <laughs> And then Rocket says, "You're uh, disgusting." You're disgusting. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're, you're messed up, or something's yeah. wrong with you, or something. Like, Rocket <laughs> is sort of disgusting. I know, that, and that's a real messed, messed up joke because Jackson Paul, I got a really troubled life. <laughs> uh, but I just like <laughs> he knows a lot of uh, pop culture for a guy who's been off Earth. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's, it's also knowledge that was like stuck in amber in 1987. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, there's a turtles. There, yeah, that turtles. Yeah. Thing, that's like my one gripe is like. Eh, the, that was after his time. 88, 89. Like, he might have seen the debut episode, or maybe he was a fan of the comic book. Yeah, the miniseries like, mini was 87. Oh, okay. The miniseries so was 87, okay, and they, so were, they were full bore in 88. They weren't famous until the cartoon, right? He wouldn't uh, know. No, right. the, the cartoon miniseries. Like, the cartoon like, miniseries was 87, oh, okay. and then the regular right. series was 88. Okay. So I buy it. I yeah. forgive yeah. it. I forgive all flaws. Okay. <laughs> but he also, like, he saw Foot... Like, how old do you think he was when, his, when he got, been like, like, eight? Four? Well, his mom would have made him see Footloose based on her character. Yeah. Yeah. I also, it, it's like the Abnett Landing Run doesn't have any like fucking like seventies rock in it. No, but it is something that when you see it happening, when you see the Milano going into nowhere with Moon Age Daydream playing, it's like oh, this makes so much sense. Yeah, this is perfect. It it fits in with that tone that they established. And, and I my also oh, like the fact oh god I the. The cherry bomb sequence is still one of my favorites. I did not even hear any of that exposition because I fucking love that song. Yeah. I love that song so much, and I love that that is what they choose to make the badass team walking down the hallway so the fucking much swag. cherry bomb. And I love that if you look, Rocket's adjusting himself, Drax is flexing, and Gamora is just yawning. I yeah. love yeah. that. I love that so much. It's so good. Yawning is a great badass thing to do before a fight. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. Stress. Gamora doesn't give a fuck. Everyone, everyone in this movie too gets like a badass action moment like even Yondu yeah who like also again Yondu was in this movie yeah I don't really know that character going back to he was on the Valentino team yeah yeah like it, he was actually on like the original team. Yeah, from, like, like from '67, '68 yeah. Marvel premiere in '18. He had like a big fin, though. Yeah. It was like a big red fin, and he wore oh, right. wow. like a like a weird sort of centurion yeah. Roman stick. Type was that of, part of it? No, he was a hunter. He had a bow and arrow. Yeah, he had a bow and arrow. He could control the arrows the same <laughs> oh, way. Yeah. So similar. But I like I liked the way that they used it in this movie. He just holds it and whistles. It's yeah. just it's uh, like. There are things that you've never seen before, like the whole Nova Corps joining up to form that giant, uh, like, like fence thing. It was like, Brilliant. I've never seen that before. Brilliant. Yeah, it was yeah, a cool this, visual. Like, this movie had me, like, just real convinced there is, like, there can be, like, infinite imagination in this movie universe now. Yeah, like, yeah. Just do whatever. Like, yeah, it really can be whatever now. I, I, There's never know. going to be a moment where it's like, well, no one knows that character enough, or they haven't been in enough comics. It's like, they fucking put... Cosmo in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so they fucking made a movie that was built on the backs of Drax and Gamora. Two characters that. Who the fuck? Who knows? Right. Two characters from the Infinity Watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was during my like peak uh, comic reading years, and I, I know they're, they're both being used differently. These I remember when. when like, wait, wasn't Drax like a, a lovable, dumb buffoon around? Yeah, yeah. Around yeah. Like then, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I love that they also kind of honor his history as like a dummy by his weird like doesn't understand metaphors yeah. game, which was so Still, good. Way, way smarter in this movie than he was in the original. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that just that a, game, he was a Hulk like idiot. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this is so smart writing is such. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that the, the next thing was great. Yeah, oh, you heard yeah, of this? Yeah. Yeah. you heard of this, right? Yeah. Everyone has. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Finger, why would I put my finger across his neck? I would chop his head clean off. So good. Uh, I also love um, the weird, the weird like, well, no one really knows, like, Zoe Saldana and Chris Pratt and Dave Bautista aren't really, like, name actors, so let's just make sure that every supporting character is an Oscar winner. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Glenn Close it was such an interesting and great choice. What a small yeah. part for her to do, but she was great in it, of course. And she was actually in it a lot more than I thought she was. So she got yeah. a good like three or four scenes yeah. spread throughout the movie, and right. she added a super important. Oh, um, oh. I will say I love John C. Riley. It seemed like a lot of his, and maybe it was just he decided to play the character this way. But he sounded a lot like he was confused by everything that he was saying <laughs> all yeah. the time. It was funny, man. That, 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 the final, his final scene was super funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spoken scene is really funny. I'm like, just like, no, that's illegal. It's one of the worst just, tracks. Yeah, his reaction to just murder, <laughs> asking if they could murder people, was just like, why are you asking me this? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's really, man. I'm sure there's worse. Really, yeah. It's like, this is the stupidest yeah. question I've ever been asked. Well, no, I'm sure there's really, really bad space crimes that, that we can't imagine. Yeah, That sure. are worse than murder. Uh, we saw a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, for now, I also I will say I ha- I like Ronan is still a character. Like Marvel has a problem with villains and that they're kind of just like forces of destruction. That Loki is one of the only ones that actually gets humanized. Um, but I still like of all the engine of destruction villains, I thought Ronan was head and shoulders to me scarier and better than like Christopher Eccleston and Thor the Dark World or yeah. like any other ones like Eccleston wasn't great yeah. Lee, yeah, yeah. Lee Pace didn't like they didn't give him like a three dimensional rich character to work with but he said every one of those lines with a terrifying amount of intensity yeah Lee Pace was good I found the a lot of the early Ronin scenes even the Thanos scene personally a little the rest of the movie had a good Star Wars reality to it where it's like we're opening this world up piece by piece yeah. by piece and those movies felt like we're throwing you into uh, uh, you know a Warhammer like world uh, sure it, sure sure it, it felt dense and deep and like weird and like unearned in a way that like I feel like in the original Star Wars movies you don't get to weird shit maybe ever but the, it gets weirder as it goes on like, you, like it starts off with just like Darth Vader uh-huh. on a little ship and then Luke Skywalker on the desert yeah. uh, and th- those early scenes uh-huh. I felt were not great but uh, all the other scenes the early scenes on Xandar the prison those were all super great yeah, yeah. yeah. disagree um, uh, <laughs> a... I don't know to, to me he just it's fun. It was fun, but but when you when you put him next to Thanos and you just wish you were seeing Thanos, he he sure he sure does seem like a Count Dooku next to a Darth Vader. Well, or ne- you know, I'm okay well, with that. Somebody knowing Thanos, though. So yeah, yeah. Not he's a dozen. 
I mean, I, I want him to use the hammer more. <laughs> I think, but that's the point, right? I wasn't disagreeing with Kevin, by the way, earlier. There's a man near us saying that this movie was nowhere near as good as Avengers. Um, I, uh, I think that I think that's deliberate, though, Nate. I think that they that they showed Ronan and allowed him to be such a badass, and they're just patiently showing Thanos and because that's his. He's a long game guy, anyways. Yeah. Right. And he's going to be a long game guy across this next wave of movies, and he's going to be. He is the final, but he is like is he final Avengers boss. Three or is he Guardians of the Galaxy three? When do they? He's when do they finally deal? I think he's Avengers three. I think that's a gauntlet. Yeah, I mean, that's that is. Suppose. Yeah, in that sense, it's okay. I mean, yeah, I, 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 that's not yeah. even to say it. he was. I didn't even think he was terrible. I mean, I guess I think everything everyone's saying is probably true, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, maybe I lost what I was thinking. No, it was, we're all distracted by the guy who's like, yeah. talking. Yeah. Oh, there was a guy talking. I was oh, just yeah. distracted by that poster for uh, <laughs> oh. uh, this DreamWorks movie. Uh, I, like, uh, I like movies about stoops. I liked. Uh, I liked that the that the Nova Corps weren't like. I, I liked that the Nova Corps weren't flyers. You know what I mean? And there may still be yeah. like a Nova. We a may still rocket. see that eventually. Yeah. yeah. Like we saw, we saw like a space police organization, yeah. which makes a lot more sense to me. I was really glad we didn't see Richard Ryder so that they could have him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't Fillion supposed to be in this? Apparently, he does the voice of one of the aliens. He does the voice of one of the aliens in the prison. Apparently. Oh, okay. Um, my dream cameo, which is what I thought, because the first time I saw it, I was like, "Well, I haven't seen him yet." When John C. Riley goes home, I was like, "Oh, please, dear God, let Nathan Fillion be his husband." Oh, <laughs> oh great. man. Because again. Marvel's, Marvel's never had a gay person in any yeah. of their movies, and the only one they had in TV, they killed. Whoops. Yeah. Spoiler for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, anyway. Uh, so I was like, oh, please, that would be so awesome. But I noticed this time it's actually the uh, woman and child that Rocket saves on the bridge yeah. when yeah. all the Ravagers or all the um, Sakarians are falling. Yeah. Which slightly too big eyes. I guess that's their uh-huh. actual thing. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and what's interesting to me, you mentioned Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean, we now have a direct connection from this film to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, because it, they, whenever Coulson finally gets to Project Tahiti and uncovers, like, where they found where the serum where they extracted the serum yeah, yeah. to revive him it's a Cree body you don't know that at the time yeah, yeah, like right. I knew like I knew yeah. that as a geek but like it's just a, a blue it's it's a blue right. dead body and we've now clearly seen the Cree who are all blue-skinned aliens that yeah. look similar to humans. There's such there was there was interesting political stuff going on in the Kree stuff that like Ronan like put lip service to, but the fact that like there has been this thousands of year war that has like killed all of his like father, father of his father, mm-hmm. he kept saying that. And the fact that they all the Nova Corps like forced them, like, well, we're gonna sign this peace treaty and everything's gonna be a-okay. And I like the fact, like that scene between Glenn Close and the Kree guy, who looked like Gary Cole to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Um, I just I like that. That, like it's like the Kree Empire, like they weren't affiliated with Ronan. Like I like that they characterized Ronan as like this radical yeah. terrorist type person. Like there, there was interesting stuff in there that I wish we could have seen a little bit more nuance. Yeah. But I was down with him just being a menace <laughs> because yeah. he, God, he, he, both him and Karen Gillan loved saying their evil lies. Karen Gillan was great. <laughs> I, for me, maybe it was partially the sets and partially just like. The the uh, the ritual aspects of those things that just felt a little 
I know it's stupid of me to like want my aliens to be more human-like, but I do feel like that's an easier entryway. And I was sitting surrounded by children, yeah. and their interest immediately went away during those scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just started yeah. talking and not watching. You wanted to punch. And they were face. waiting for like the guardians to show back <laughs> up, the characters they could follow. Uh, and I was just like, yeah, I sort of see that. I mean, it is marketed to people who've never read a comic book. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. those scenes didn't feel marketed. Those scenes felt like, hey, you love Ronin. And I was yeah. like, well, I don't necessarily. <laughs> I don't know yet. Uh, I do think I do think that uh, Lee Pace did an amazing job as Ronin, too. Do, yeah. Like, it was... A tough role, too. Like, yeah. And just the badassery of that final fight, when they come in and shoot him, and Aww. he just stands right back up. And then we have this beautiful sequence where Groot sacrifices oh, himself to save everybody. And in the aftermath he says of it, we are Groot. I can't handle it. Oh. And Rocket is is sitting there holding pieces of him, crying. And then Ronan just casually walks out of the rubble in the background. And it's like, oh, this isn't over. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like with Ronan, like when that happened in the movie, I feel like this big sense of menace. Like they, like holy shit, like. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's all diffused with another dance sequence that is amazing. A what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Distracting you, bro. So good. What do you call him? A turd? Turd blossom. Yeah. Turd blossom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can't believe that worked. Right. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> I mean, it would probably look like. I was thinking about that as it was happening. I was like. Would that work? Okay. It might. This this monster may have never seen this and may think it's some type of sacrificial ritual yeah. or yeah. that he's never seen before. Or it's, I mean, it's he obviously indestructible. Yeah. yeah, he feels like he knows like he's going to win. All he has to do is like tap his staff and he's just confused and also like it's the speech he was giving was so official and like big and like I mm-hmm. blah blah and then all of a sudden you have like you're disrespecting me like why are you disrespecting me yeah. I'm having listen to me you're taking attention away from me yeah yeah <laughs> uh, hubris and then I love that asking Gamora to dance she says no he's like take it back like it's so good <laughs> yeah uh, and then that in moment of all of them defeating him by grabbing the Infinity Stone and then all of them again like deciding we're risking our lives yeah we are and I love oh, that was a beautiful scene. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. I, there are so many scenes that just, it was like, I haven't seen this before. Why is this now? And <laughs> am I going to see it again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know how to describe it. That yeah. hand-holding moment uh, surprised me, and I was both like, I should have seen this coming, and also like, oh, it got me big yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I love that, I mean, yeah. yeah. That it's like Gamora that does it first, and then Drax, and then you see that little, little paw. Yeah. Out, so I good. love it, and like, as a wrestling fan, watching Batista like do the slow crawl to, to join hands with him, I was like, oh, that is like classic like tag team maneuver where you're like trying to pump the audience up. Yeah. And Batista, then you. Batista's doing the movie. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, really good. There was a weak spot, I would have guessed that'd be it, and he was not weak no. at all. Yeah. No. Uh, I'm like, when are we gonna? He's gonna be in Fast and Furious Eight, right? Like on this press tour, him and Vin Diesel have definitely become friends. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. gonna be in. The and he's already friends with Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> yeah, so like, there you go. Uh, Batista lost that first one. Drax lost that first fight. I was just like, oh man, this is a great moment. Yeah, he just lost easily. Yeah, yeah, he just it wasn't got even close. <laughs> I love that. Like that. 
that arc of his of like I've just been having all this rage to mask my pain yeah. that was so real and then I love Rocket bringing it back and be like we've all lost people you don't get to kill all of us just because you we lost all them. got dead people yeah <laughs> god yeah, like, yeah. 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 The, even him immediately being like yeah you're right trash yeah. gun you're right I was yeah. like oof that doesn't happen too often yeah. right well, God, Bradley Cooper, he, 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 like, he, he really had me convinced that he was having, like, thought processes that humans are incapable of having. <laughs> like, like, no, it was, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. Could, like, uh, like, uh, we, we couldn't possibly translate what a raccoon thinks into English, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're making me beat up grass. Also, I, I love that, like, I love that, you know, continually. Groot just repeats, I am Groot, and they let it be a dummy thing for half the movie, and listening to, as geeks, we know that there's, like, syntax to yeah, it, right? Yeah, it's an R2-D2. But, yeah, but then, <laughs> but then one, like, it's only halfway through the movie that Rocket finally reacts to it. Well, you and you see that he understands. And listening to the audience kind yeah. of pick up on that yeah. all at the same time, it's it was great. like this joyous moment. Yeah. In the comics, that, doesn't, that would never read. Yeah, uh, uh, that, like there's a number of moments that are very much visual moments that would never read in the comic, and that was definitely one yeah. of them. A lot of what they did with Rocket, I don't think he was a visual character that would not translate to the page as easily. Yeah, you can give funny dialogue, but just like his facial expressions and sort of his just attitude is harder to translate. And he did have this attitude of like, "Are you kidding me?" And that I think was awesome. Yeah, that really made that character for me. He was just sort of. He was a great, like, his plan was, oh, the, the, you stole that line from me. Yeah. That's a great yeah. line. That's, that's not universe. That's not, that's like a, it's like a thing people say. It's such a movie yeah. thing for people to borrow lines from each other, to have a yeah. character call that out is super funny to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I also love, like, that, the, the prison break scene where they're all discussing it, and in the background, that comedy of just Groot in the background, yeah. growing, oh, and doing right. the very thing that they are talking about needs to be the last thing, and then the look on Rocket's face when it's like, and like, he rubs his eyes, yeah. and he's just so excited. He does that a lot in the movie. Yeah. yeah. He is the guy who like does not think highly of his teammates. Yeah. He well, thinks even, he is so much better. Well yeah. even Gamora too, when um, yeah. when when they first find out that, that Drax is super little and he says, Yeah, catch it over my head, she's like, I'm gonna die with the biggest idiots in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's so oh there's just so much heart, so much ridiculous amount of heart in this movie. Yeah. That also the fact that they were like unapologetic about, as I was saying to my boyfriend last night, uh, platonic male affection. Like, at the end, when Rocket is cradling Groot's limb, like, twigs, and Drax come over and just, like, starts petting him. Like, this is a movie where it's like, no, these characters are allowed to actually care for each other yeah. and grow in this natural place where they're gonna like and it, it's it's a thing that you don't see. Like, Avengers, Cap, Thor, and Iron Man, like, they get close but they're still like an arm's length. Like, they don't become family. Mm-hmm. And you see it in this movie. <sighs> the, uh, the, the love interests <laughs> don't kiss if they are love interests, yeah, even. They, like, they, don't kiss. Yeah. they don't ever... There's no, like, end moment where they hold each other and kiss. No. It's just sort of like, hey, we won. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Just... They undercut everything. That's why right. I love Gamora putting a knife through his throat and saying, I'm not going to I'm not gonna submit to your pelvic sorcery. <laughs> pelvic sorcery. <laughs> Maybe my new favorite term. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Oh man, guys, what a great movie! Mm-hmm. Everyone, I think we all agree, right? Like that yeah, was that was great. Yeah, we did. I think yeah, you yeah, liked it a job. little more than me, but I thought it was amazing. Uh, yeah. I think Avengers was better. I think Winter Soldier was better. Yeah, I would put okay. it. Uh, I would put it at my third, but only 
barely. Uh, like yeah, this is up there with Iron Man one and three, which are also neck and neck. They're getting too tight now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but how about just on fun? <laughs> I mean, I thought it was super great. That's not yeah. to me. That's not an insult. No, yeah, no, not at all. It was very personal. Yeah, for me, that it is the best. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm very attached to it, but like something about Winter Soldier just felt like a more complete, perfect. Every piece sort of worked for me. True. Well, this movie, okay, 85, 90% of it worked great. Yeah, it's for me. like, and, it's like, and then the 10% that didn't, <laughs> didn't work that bad. Yeah. Remember when we talked about uh, uh, Spider Man, which was an atrocity? Yeah. Where I was like, any, a couple of these problems I wouldn't have minded if everything else worked. Yeah. That's sort of what I felt like watching. There's a couple of things I was like, this sort of bothers me, this sort of bothers me. But they got so many other things right that I'm like, yeah. You're allowed to do then that. That's just opinion, maybe at this yeah. point. Maybe that's just subjective. The difference between like a 95 and a 90 becomes like negligible at yeah. some point. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. that's totally. how all of them are. I will yeah. say that this movie makes me cry consistently. Yeah, <laughs> throughout the entire thing, I, I don't like. I didn't cry. I got close. I oh, teared up a couple hand, times a for sure. Uh, it blindsided me and it almost got me. Oh, when he looked over and he sees his mom. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh my just... god, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. This movie started sad. It was sort of like this. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. I wasn't ready for. Similar to Up, where I didn't cry at the beginning because I'm a monster, yeah. uh, and then at the end of the movie when they kind of called it all back, I broke and just cried for like 20 minutes. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I didn't expect you to bring this emotion back. Yeah, I started. I got through it, and I was like, good. Now I can watch the movie. And like when they bring that shit back to me, I'm like, oh no, my guard is down. That this like even the fact that they like the end of the movie and him getting into their cassette tape. And then you him putting it in and listening to it, and I love that 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 shot of him listening to it. You can oh. see he's welling up, oh and it's God. like when you think about it, like this, his mother's talking to him again. The letter, the like yeah, his mother up. is saying new things to him through these songs, and it's at the exact moment that he has now found his new family, and, and it is so symbolic and so yeah. rich, and it just like punches me in the gut every time. And he calls himself Star Lord, not out of ego, because his mother called him. My that is Star Lord. Like, brutal. Like yeah, a brutal gut, gut punch. I was yeah. thinking, we, uh, as as uh, guys who are probably well more, much more current on the comics, it, like is is the, do you guys do you guys know who the father is? Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. But he's only. I, I don't care about that aspect of the character yeah. at all. True. So I'm glad that didn't. Get, be, I was worried that'd be a big plot point. Yeah. yeah. I'm Sequel. sure that's the second one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, oh my! Here's my real major nitpick. I didn't think the ship looked cool enough. Really? <laughs> I think the main ship did not have a Firefly, uh, Millennium it? Falcon. Like this ship just looks cool and stands out in, in the in the. Those in have the like sort of very basic shapes to them, which is I think yeah. what they, they're they're more not in a bad way, more simply yeah. designed, and this was more intricate. It looks like a manta, so right? I could understand. Yeah. A little more intricate, and there's also they had a bunch of ships that looked like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it didn't, it, like the Millennium Falcon doesn't look like anything no, else. It's beautiful. Yeah, and the Firefly ship doesn't look like anything else in yeah. there, even though they does the Firefly class. You don't right. see other ones. Does right. it help if you know that the ship is named after Alyssa Milano? Uh, I think that's I a great name, that, yeah. but the, the design—I'm talking purely <laughs> aesthetics. I mean, I like when they rebuilt it at the end, I was like, I don't care. I had no attachment to the ship. The right. stereo we have an attachment to. Yes, yes. Yeah. The ship is not the Millennium Falcon. It's no. not the uh, Serenity. I guess not the Firefly. Yeah. But they also—they don't have a signature ship in the comics, do they? No. Like it's gotten blown out. Like. Oh no! They never. They, they never now, did. This is original. I think yeah. they do now, but I don't even know what it is. But the way they played it in this movie was like, this is his ship. So I think it would have been cool to give him a ship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think it's just a cool. Also, when there's space battles, it's great to have like, no matter what's going on, your eyes are just drawn. You to can the- pick yeah. it out. Like in the end battle, it does kind of blend in with everyone else's yeah. ships. And I wasn't sure, like rocket flew an identical ship. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name again? Uh, Yondu. Yondu. Yeah. Also flew like they all had the same ship, so it's like, all right, his was painted a little different. Yeah. Yeah. But if he had like a different design, I think mm-hmm. something about that. 
is I don't know I think that can be a cool thing so yeah. I hope for the next movie it gets redesigned though, yeah. I doubt it yeah oh man what a roller coaster! I am not. Glad it was good. The all I'm going to say: the post-credit sequence is <laughs> hilarious and the most surprising. Well, yeah, um, I knew something big was coming at the end of Avengers, but this was unexpected. The most unexpected. Yeah, thing. I did not. Not surprising. This. Most unexpected thing I've seen in a post-credit sequence. Um, what is happening? Oh man, are we getting played off the stage? I think so. Uh, all right. Well then, uh, well then, maybe that's a good place to uh, wrap it up as they're sort of uh, playing some type of advertisement over the PA. Um, <laughs> this was a really fun experience, and uh, I'm really glad that uh, that we got to see this with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I'm so glad I got to watch you watch that. <laughs> yeah. That's all I was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, thank you once again to our friends Nate and Kevin and LaCroix for hanging out with us tonight. Um, thank you, Brett, for buying my ticket. Yeah, uh, you, you are deserve the best. this. Uh, uh, or to, to quote the Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy tagline, you're welcome. Yeah! <laughs> That's a g- hilarious. Uh, I... I- the marketing for this movie is pitch perfect. Literally, it is exactly the movie they marketed and uh, even better. Uh, yeah. Too much in the sense of uh, hearing people be like, that movie's not out yet a few weeks ago. I'm always like, ooh, a little too much. Okay, yeah. But the actual content of it, oof. The, like, every trailer is all the, Every trailer, every poster, the soundtrack, like everything pitch perfect, exactly what this movie is. Go yeah. see this movie. Absolutely go see this movie. Go see it as soon as you can. Go see it with Matt Little. Uh, well, <laughs> finally recommend that you'll be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'm going to be hanging out a lot, a lot watching this movie. Um, so, yeah, uh, we so, hope you had fun listening to this. Yeah. Uh, I hope that, actually, I hope that you've already seen this in one wanted to listen to us talk about it because yeah. if you haven't we just like gave away a lot still think it's worth it though um, thank you again uh, to everybody for listening uh, thank you to our producer Ben Rahib who always makes sure that the trains run on time uh, with the podcasts get out on time it's probably a better way to say it um, so yeah uh, until the next episode this is Matt this is Brett and we love comics you're welcome <laughs>